All right. Uh, welcome to episode three of Mono's Game Club uh, podcast week, the podcast where we get together with Raz Bora and Terry Dactyl to talk about the games we've been playing, talk about life in general, talk about Hella Deuce, and just all around have a good time. So welcome, guys. Yeah, yeah, welcome. We're happy to have you guys. Yeah. Hello. All right, we'll start this week's podcast by talking about what each of us have been playing. If any of us have been playing anything interesting uh, or just, you know, the regular, usual Hell Loose stuff. Yeah, Ross, have so, you been playing uh, anything? Oh, mono, 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 my friend. So uh, I've been playing Hell Loose quite a bit, obviously. But yeah. um, for uh, TikTok, right, I want to kind of see Raz shave for the podcast. I did. I did shave. I know. I don't have the, the <laughs> prepubescent beard anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, guys. Nice seeing y'all. Um, it, oh, dude. Mono. I just started playing Squad. I, I, I played a little bit of Squad. Um, I wanted to get into it. And I wanted to see with TikTok and like, YouTube, to uh, you know, what other games people liked. And um, I'm kind of early on my my uh, you know like content career, so I just want to you know diversify. I hate Squad. I <laughs> hate Squad so <laughs> damn much, dude. Like it could be that I'm just not good. I'm, and I respect that because I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening that love Squad. I hate Squad with a passion. What? I am terrible at it. I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, I, I will say, community, like, I'm sorry. Gotta do better, man. Like, I uh, to put it in perspective, I was just telling the boys a little bit. Uh, so I want to potentially stream that game because I think it might be, you know, interesting. Uh, I love the, the, the graphics. I love the, the frame rate, the performance. Um, I love the... Uh, plentiful weapons and and all the different uh classes and all all the different stuff with the game uh, uh, truly they have a lot of good stuff i walk in i i'm thinking about streaming i just record some gameplay and within the first five minutes man like a million racial slurs while we're warming up and then like people are just talking just so much smack cussing at each other the whole time and it's just like my first five minutes. I've played Squad before, but like if this was my first time playing any game, man, that is not not something I want to walk into. Not a good when, first impression. Yeah, when I when I play Squad, I didn't experience any of that. I wonder if you know the community has changed because I played it like a year ago. I want to say, and I didn't enjoy it very much either because. It's just too much of a like milsim for me. It's it's too slow, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's I don't know. Like I, on one round, I had a great you know I had actual action where I was shooting at people and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. most rounds were just like walking around and and just like weird you know milsim stuff that you get. But I wonder if anyone can tell us in chat if you know that's been their experience for them. If the community actually sucks, I do remember the community not being very welcome, like not being very like, oh, you're a new guy. Let me tell you, you know, what this is all about. And let me explain to you how this works. None of that, which you do have a lot of in Hell of Deuce, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so 
Fauci says he's played some rounds on the German servers and people were very helpful. See, maybe it's just the servers. I don't know, but I, so What's I like? played the other day like three or four different servers. Um, and so I played uh, a bunch of the noob servers, noob friendly, because of course I'm like a noob. I played, a, I probably played at least 60 hours. Like I played a decent amount. Oh. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I played a good amount. Um, but every single time, it's the same experience. Every single time. But um, I've had probably. I could count five rounds where I've had like a squad that talks, uh, doesn't talk shit, you know, like talks like about the yeah. game, um, and then is like working together and like actually helpful. Every other game I've played is just people being super aggressive towards each other. Uh, no one is helpful. Everyone just assumes I know what I'm doing, which I don't. And I, I'm willing to help the team. However, I just have had such a bad time. The only time I have that's decent is when I play the Galactic Conquest uh, game, which is the, the for those of you that don't know, it's a mod, uh, Star Wars mod specifically, made for squad. It's actually pretty cool. Um, really what I would love Battlefront to be. Uh, really, really uh, uh, a lot of content, cool uh, atmospheric stuff. But uh, that that community is a little more specific, so I, I guess like yeah, I, I enjoy it maybe a little more because it's only people that yeah. Know, that sounds Wars, like it would be very cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a small server, but aside from that, man, that that's kind of what I've been playing, and I just hate it. I hate it so much, so I don't <laughs> think I'll really go back to it unless I'm playing with maybe a friend. Yeah, but yeah. definitely not stream friendly either. <laughs> yeah, I um I picked up Squad when as soon as it came out in early access, what 2015, I think. Because I played a lot of Project What's Reality, up, which How is the Battlefield 2 mod, and I think Poutine, some yeah, people not friendly at all, man. Project Reality. Cold, great scene, yeah. Crucius, big. I see you guys. Offworld Industries, I think the dev team's called, and you know, make squad. And I've been playing that off and on throughout the years, and I would say in the last couple of years when I have played it, definitely not noob friendly. Uh-uh. Um, and... Yeah, like you said, in, in games, it feels like you're walking around or there's not that much Old, happening. Yes. Even when Love I've that had game. games Deep where there's Plastic. like quite a lot of action, I check my kill count at the end of the end of the game. I like killing people. I hunt down yeah. people and hell let loose. Love getting a high KD ratio. But while playing the objective. And in squad I can have like this massive action uh game and I get like ten kills, ten, fifteen kills. Max. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's a I good look game. at everyone else. Yeah, I look at everyone else's kill count, and it's like the same or less. Mm. Wow. And for me, I just I'm like, yeah, get that's me, not get me into the action. Let me let me kill yeah. people. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I like hardcore aspect of it, but man, is yeah. it like it is hardcore? But it is so hardcore to where it took me like 30 minutes to find someone, like to get into the action. And then by the time I got into the action, you know, I, I, of course, with my luck, get shot immediately. And I'm like, well, I have a minute fucking spawn and I have no habs to spawn on. So I got to go all the way to HQ and come all the way back. Like, I'm not waiting yeah. for that. But or that's, you just that's wait for a the same problem time. with Hell Let Loose, though. If there's no garrisons or outposts, you've got that line. Right, no, run. exactly. Just... Exactly. But yeah. you have stamina. So it's even worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, now I got to run and stop like 10 and times. And in Hell Loose, there's other ways. You know, you might have an OP or you might have like mm -hmm. a truck somewhere that you can drive that nobody's using and you don't feel bad about using the truck because you know it's like whatever. It just spawns on its own at HQ and I can just use this, yeah. get to the front lines and have some fun. 
but in those games, like taking any vehicle feels like I'm like signing, you know, yeah. uh, some <laughs> legal document. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you are now responsible for like this entire thing. And oh yeah, I don't know. Um, I've been playing Postscriptum, which started life as a squad mod. And, you know, it's now obviously it's its own thing. And I've been enjoying it. Like, it's... So, for me, as you were saying, Terry, like, I like killing people and I like getting a lot of kills. And the responsiveness, you know, being able to, like, shoot at people and know my aim is going to be precise and it's only going to depend on me, the player, in terms of whether I hit or not, uh, you know, my aim with the mouse and not something external to that, right? Uh, that's something that I like about Hell Loose. That is unfortunately not the case in Postscriptum, obviously, because Postscriptum also has this stamina system. So, you know, if you're sprinting and you come out of a sprint and you want to aim and shoot at someone, your aim just like goes, you know, all yeah. over the place. So unless the guy's like super close, then uh, you don't, you're not going to hit him. Um, that said, I ex expected... Uh, people in Postscriptum to be like way more, uh, you know, talkative and and more like into the tactical aspect of the game, and I'm surprised at how quiet everything is. Like most uh, squads, even being nine uh, player size instead of six, which is what you get in Hell Loose, uh, still like people are super quiet. And again, I don't know if that's like the servers that I've had. I have like maybe seven hours. Uh, sorry eight hours in the game so not a whole lot uh but that's kind of surprised me and i've been able to you know kill a few people like kill four or five people in a single life and stuff like that and the headshot so, sound too yeah yeah Ooh, i was gonna the, ask yes i like that which oh, dude, headshot sounds that, better oh definitely Ooh. the hell of this one definitely the hell of this ah! one yeah a hundred percent so it's, i think it's the louder hell of this one to begin sounds with. better but I feel like it's more satisfying in postscriptum just because it's harder. Maybe, yeah, I can see that. It's also, the sounds in general in postscriptum and yeah. squad are just on a different league compared to Hella Loose, and that is the yeah, whistle uh, that, from the, everything. Just the like tank. the explosions, oh. the, the 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 bullets, the crack of the bullets, uh, the 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 shots from the tank like going over your head, the explode. Mm -hmm. Everything sounds much, much better than it does in Hella Loose. And Hella Loose, you know, some things sound all right. Some things sound, you know, pretty good. Like uh, the bombing run and stuff like that sounds very good. Uh, but for example, the the airplane, dude, the, there's like a Stuka bombing run yeah, the Stuka. in Postscriptum. That sounds mm -hmm. insane. And I'd li love to see stuff like that in, in, in Hella Loose, definitely. I think that's it will come. one big, like, lacking yeah. thing. Stuka is something confirmed. Ooh. Oh, nice. Uh, Stuka's yes. definitely confirmed. But. It's, it's because they've said they want to bring unique commander abilities to each of the yeah. factions. Stuka. Obviously. Come on. Yeah. Yes, that yes, yes, like yes, a, yes. It's a high risk, high damage on like a, on like a tank target, you know? Yeah. That, that could be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I feel like the entire sound engine in those games is, is just yeah. better than it is in Postscriptum. And, sorry, in Hell at Loose. I don't know if that's 
to do with like how long they've been in development or the specific engine that they're using or because I think they're both like Unreal Engine 4 games. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they are. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, people in chat are asking, would you ever play Deep Rock Galactic? I got people, I got uh, Deep Rock on the PS5 because that's like the free PlayStation game of the month. The thought of playing a first person shooter using a controller is very unappealing to me. So I might just end up Galactic? buying that. Yeah. Oh, I, I played it with mouse and keyboard. That's on, yeah, yeah, that's I know. But it's also on, yeah. on it, it was free on PlayStation this month. So I got it there, oh, but okay. I don't think yeah, I want to play it on, oh. on PlayStation because it's it, uh, like, I hate yeah. aiming with the controller. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. I um, love that game. I love that game. Amazing. Deep Rock? Very fun. Yeah. yeah I yeah. want to try it out, dude. I want to try it out because that seems like a game that I would really like with the like yeah, loot and everything. Pass. Yeah. It's on Game Pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on Game hmm. Pass. Yeah, it's fun. Speaking of recommend. Game Pass, shall we talk about it? Uh, well, wait, we we gotta talk about uh uh Terry. What uh what game he's playing? Oh yeah, I skipped right over him. <laughs> so uh, Terry, I got you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still uh, still playing Hell Let Loose, of course. Um, I've had some recent like amazing moments of the FG42 sniper, even though it's still broken. Um, I agree, Crucius. Is the aim but, a, a problem? Yeah, so we have the, the tip of the reticle, you know, like the little triangle. Um, if you aim at, basically aim at someone, even at 50 meters, say you're going for a headshot, um, it won't hit him in the head, it'll hit him lower in the body because what? unlike the standard FG42 where the bullets go higher, oh, yeah, the sniper yeah, yeah. goes lower the way you're aiming. Oh. So you need to aim always above where you're trying to hit even at 50 100 meters but it's it's you know you, you can easily get used to it yeah i went on a, a crazy little kill streak where it was just like one tapping a bunch of people in a row yeah that was nuts i just saw that nice. video today yeah and i've um, nice. been playing a little bit of enlisted towards like this week and towards the end of last week i wanted to see why? how that game would come along why and, um <laughs> it's improved i enjoyed enlisted i think it's improved i liked a it initially bit. Ross is out but... of the podcast. <laughs> no, see you guys. Last episode. <laughs> but I just think it's still a bit janky. Yeah. Um, I think the whole what, squad system, I'll call it the squad system, where you have yourself and a bunch of AI underneath you ruins the game because like one out of every four to six people is probably a player. Everyone else is just brain dead AI. Yeah, and I I don't play a multiplayer shooter to play against AI. I play it to play against players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, an enlisted like the whole scale, it like it feels off. Right, the scale feels off when you're playing in first person. For me, it does feel like it is meant to be a third person shooter, but they've just plonked the camera down onto someone's body. It, it feels yeah. weird. It's hard to describe. It's it's a it's just yeah. a feeling. Yeah, and um. The shooting mechanics, it's Fortnite bloom, pretty much. Shooting's horrible, especially with automatic weapons. Your, your first shot with an automatic weapon doesn't go where you're aiming. It'll go off to the side. I noticed that too. And yeah. Just, nah, not for me. To me, like, uh, like, I, I remember when I played Enlisted, like people running around with, uh, as you said, like the AI soldiers, 
are running, you know, in a in, in a line behind the, the <laughs> player. So you'll get these like insane kill streaks, which aren't rewarding really because but... you like kill the the player and then you go, go like okay, boom, another guy, boom, another guy, boom, another guy, and it's just it's kind of boring. It's like you're you're yeah. ticking off a list or something. I had a moment yeah. where I was in a building and there must have been nearly 10 AI or more in the top floor of this building, either running up against the wall, running up against the banister for the stairs, or just prone, doing nothing. While all Classic. the players of those squads had left and jumped out the window, but the AI was just stuck. The, the pathfinding was... I yeah. enjoyed that game just for what it is. I mean, a quick, you just jump in. I mean, I put, like, maybe, like, five hours into it not that much but like i you know i hop in fuck some shit up and then i was like all right try the tank uh, i did level up to get the panther the panther was pretty dope i will say um but yeah i mean after a little bit i was like okay and that i never went back to it that was so, it. i mean <laughs> yeah so i mean it's fun for what it is but i would agree i mean it feels pretty janky from the last mm. time i played it which was when it, when it came out and then i mean I never got into the pay-to-win aspect of it, uh, but I mean, I know from what I've heard, uh, people like come into my chat and talk to me about it. It's gotten way worse. So, yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. It's like everything. I heard you just buy everything. So someone was talking was saying that the airplanes are, are a big problem, like bomber planes and stuff like that. That's just oh, that's what I was saying. Destroy everything, and yeah, and just like you dominate get- the battlefield. Yeah, I played like one round and they were just like in a plane and you could just never touch them ever. Like ever. They it was that, awful. <laughs> that sounds like a very Battlefield thing cuz uh, um you know, Battlefield this the franchise as a whole has had issues with trying to balance the the airplanes and the helicopters. So they are powerful but also weak to, you know, counter action by the soldiers in the ground. Because if you don't have that and you have, like, the, the here's the thing. So the people that play, like, soldiers and tanks and stuff, there's a lot of people playing tanks in, in, in these games like Battlefield or Hell of Deuce that also play infantry, right? But yeah. in my experience, at least, the people that play the airplanes only play the airplanes, especially the ones that are good with Pretty them. Much. Like, the, the, the good pilots never do anything else they just play you know with this specific airplane or whatever and that's all they do ever in the game so they are really 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 good at it and if there's not a a decent counter for the people to use it's just impossible dude it's just impossible i shredded in planes and battlefields i was like top like at one point top 100 in the world for planes so i dude i ran planes all the time the a10 i would run the a10 all the time oh my god my favorite and i would kill like anything anything and yeah i've gotten like plenty 100 kill games that was that was fun but dude back in the like so annoying yeah back Back in the uh, 1942 days, uh, you know, in in that game, the airplanes, you have to be very good with landing the bomb because if you land the bomb exactly on the tank, then it will one-shot it, basically. Uh, If you land it slightly off, then it's it's two hits. And 
you know, there were a couple of, of people in the Argentinian server that I used to play that were super, super good with the airplane. So me and my brother started getting like, you know what? I'm just going to get perfect with the, with the machine gun because all tanks have a machine gun on the top that you can use to fire at the airplanes. So we would just non-stop if I'm infantry and I'm running and there's a static MG, I will use that if I if it has line of sight to an airplane. And we would non-stop just destroy the airplanes every single time oh, like we, we would see them. And I remember we had a meet uh, like with the battlefield people from that server at a restaurant. And, oh. you know, obviously like everyone like greeting each other with their in-game name. Uh, and... And we're like, oh, you know, I'm like this guy. Oh, okay. And suddenly, like, I get to greet this guy. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, the name of one of the best and most annoying pilots in the entire server. (laughs) And I'm like, you're this fucking guy? And he was like a 14-year-old guy, uh, you know, kid. I was like 23 (laughs) or something or 22. And, And he was like, yeah, that's me. Who are you? I'm mono. And he was like, you're fucking mono. Like you're the guy that keeps shooting at me every single time I try to fly fly the airplane. And it was just hilarious. After that, like we hated each other. And after that, after that meet, we, you know, we understood each other better. Basically, Uh, we we became friends. Uh, But that was hilarious because I was like, I'm going to kill this guy if I see him. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't expect him to be like a 14 year old. That's so funny. Battlefield 1943, like, I was really good at that. And you had the same same kind of concept. Like, you couldn't drop it close. You had to drop it right on top of the, the tanks and stuff. Yeah. But I don't remember if it was, like, you had a bombing site or if, like, you had, like, a... On which one? Like third person. Battlefield 1943. This is, like, the mini game. I don't um, think delicious. you did in the actual... Oh, let's say the fighters or the small through? bombers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hear it. Um... But I was so good at that game, dude, that I would never have to use the bombing reticle. And, like, yeah. I would bomb planes while I'm dogfighting. <laughs> That's how fucking good I was. Like, nice. we would go straight on. I'd pull up at the last second and send the bombs through the cockpit. It was amazing. I loved oh, nice. that game. It was fun to oh. just hop in, mess around. Oh, oh so the- fun. We need a Battlefield game that's not garbage shit crap to have those moments <laughs> yeah. you know uh weekly sh- let's shit on battlefield 2042 moments. i know <laughs> um i re- dude i remember uh, i wasn't very good with the airplanes i've never never been um but one thing that i used to do was if uh, a dude was dogfighting me i was good enough for him to like I-, I would start slowing down and force him to you know to get really close to me then I would loop, get off the plane, as engineer, drop a mine, like a landmine in the middle <laughs> of the air, and hit the plane, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Those yeah. were some great Battlefield moments back in the day. Yeah, man. Now it's just like old. I was explaining to my mom, because my mom, you know, asked me like how things are going. And I was like explaining Battlefield 2042 to her like just like <laughs> half an oh, hour no. before starting the podcast. And I was explaining to her, like, you know, on on previous Battlefield games, you had, like, the RPG. You had several different ones, right? The the one that arcs a lot but does a lot of damage. The one that's really fast and really straight but doesn't do a lot of damage. The, you know, guided one and, like, different options. 
and this one just has with the one dude it's it's so yeah. half-assed what they've done it's incredible man Luger says, "Oh, this segment again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the weekly we don't, um, don't have the many weekly. new. Don't have a lot of news on 2042. They've announced some updates, but yeah, the main thing know. to come out of it is the redesigned scoreboard, which still looks which rubbish. Sucks. So that's <laughs> it. I haven't seen it. It's still There's like, this, it's why rubbish. would? It, it's almost like the. Uh, I'm waiting for the the the. You know, we've we've designed this new uh, aspect to our vehicles. We call it the Wheel 2.0. Like, like I, 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 I'm waiting for them to do something like that because it's so absurd at this point having to, like, here's our reinvention of the scoreboard. No, no, dude. We want the old scoreboard. It is quite simple to do. You've done it before. You know how to do it. It's probably in a fucking, in the code somewhere, you know, hidden. Yeah. Just Ooh, enable, okay. enable it. Oh, it's so annoying, man. That game is so frustrating. Holy crap. All right. But, uh, um anyway moving on yeah yeah moving on so let's talk uh, about news question. Oh, oh oh no right i'm sorry yeah, yeah. we'll cut no, this dude. off the podcast so, <laughs> <laughs> so the next sec- segment here is uh actually a question um so did you get into world war ii because of hell loose or did something else prompt it so terry let's start off with uh with you what uh what got you into uh, world war ii so my memory's rubbish which will probably end up <laughs> cut, touching on every week. So I can't fully remember what got me into World War II, but it would be probably a combination of um, Saving Private exactly Ryan, photo. the older World War II films like The Longest Day, Bridge Too Far, um, generally being British and being taught about <laughs> World War II a bit in school, and that you know the British are the best like armed forces in the world. I mean, come on, we are. Indoctrination. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and um, uh, it would have been like the Medal of Honor games. I think those were the ma- first major World War Two games that people have probably played. Maybe not you, Raz, because you're like you know a young un, really, ain't you? <laughs> I never played um, the Medal of Honor, the original ones. Yeah, yeah I'll see, be like, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> and um, Banner Brothers. And for me, I, I I can't really put my foot or my you know why uh, why I love World War Two games and well, media so much I can't, I can't really describe it there's just something about World War 2 for me that just makes it so much more appealing even though I want the sequel for Hell at least to go forward a bit something about World War 2 man yeah it's something about it and uh, for Hell at Loose it was just a good looking new World War 2 game really yeah yeah uh... For me, it was pretty much the same thing because I think, uh, you know, Terry, I'm 37, you're 36 or 35? Five, yeah. Yeah, so we are around the same age. Uh, we were around the same age when all of those things came out. For me uh, as well, like, there was like a barrage of World War II when I was finishing high school. Everything was World War II. You had, you know, Saving Pride Ryan, Medal of Honor, Allied photo. Assault. You had uh, Battlefield 2042, uh, sorry, um, 1942. Uh, the first Call of Duty games, Call of Duty 1 and Call of Duty 2. Day of Defeat, which is yeah. a Half-Life <laughs> mod, uh, based in just insanely good game. Um, and oh, also, yeah, like, History well. Channel, Can't dude. Forget those. Oh, yeah. History yeah, Channel was... History Channel back then was the World War II documentary channel, basically. 
everything was about uh, World War II in the History Channel, which, you know, was much better than it is now that it's like a reality TV thing. Uh, but I remember oh, yeah. watching like countless documentaries on 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 the war, and also like you know studying it by myself. Like I would buy books and I would like sit down and you know like study it. You know like uh, there was one that I really liked that I bought that I don't remember the name of. I have it hidden somewhere. That was really cool because it had like uh, maps of you know, famous engagements like El Alamein or, you know, Tobruk and, and stuff like that, where you would have like the arrows and the positioning of the troops and, you know, what movements they did. And then like a full like page description of the entire like battle uh, and how it progressed and everything and like the tactics used and everything. I, I was really into that. Uh, to me, like Terry, you said, like there's something about World War Two. To me, it's that perfect for like a video game concept thing or, or you know just as a in like a war it's the combination of the analog nature of everything that was going on you know in terms of the weapons like you have you know single fire bolt action rifles but then you also have like insane things like guided rockets and uh, you know stuff like that like the just like the ingenuity and the the vehicles and and the things you had i i've said in the previous podcast podcast i think that star wars to me is you know star wars is it's the, the the concept of the x-wings and the tie fighters is very much modeled after world war ii and the entire like you know you have to just look at the uniform Damn, of, Pepe, the, that's of the empire right uh to see that it's modeled after the the german helmet um yeah, like World War II to me is just, it's very interesting in terms of the scale, the logistics, and the ingenuity of accomplishing so much in that time frame where, you know, they really didn't have a lot of the modern, like, tools that we have today, right? Like, yeah, definitely. One more thing, like, when I, when I think about D-Day, like, the logistics involved in D-Day, it's, like, they had to start building the landing craft uh, I believe like two years before D-Day or like a year and a half before. That is that is just insane. And, and it's something that people don't take into account, right? Uh, like the effort and, and just like being able to do that and build the oil pipes in a, like a day or a week or whatever it was. That to me is just like, it, it, it's engineering at its most extreme. And being an engineer, I really like that. Kind of a funny side story real quick, just because you reminded me like of, of D-Day and like how uh, quite honestly, like horrific it was. Right. And uh, <laughs> I just remember uh, this one time I was playing Hella Loose. Sorry, just offshoot. It was just hilarious. Um, I was playing Hella Loose and we were getting just destroyed on the beach as the Americans do. And <laughs> our squad leader was like a really young kid. He's like, this is bullshit. They're just spawn camping us. This isn't even how it was. And I was like, I was like what? what? I was like, wait, what? And like everyone in the squad is like, wait, what? And of course, we're just getting shredded. Like machine gunner. It's like, oh yeah, he just, they just keep having machine guns. No, 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 no. There was like no Germans. Like the Americans were able to, and I was like, 
what? This kid's fucking serious. Really? Like, he has no idea. Like, he had to be, like, fucking, like, 14. But I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. I was like, what is this guy thinking? Dude. But, uh, uh, just ridiculous. I was just like, oh, what? Omaha Beach? <laughs> Uh, to me, like, oh. I think back in the day, um, you know, the joke is now, like, can it run crisis, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, before yeah. that, I think the joke, like, the, the, the thing was, like, who's doing the, the Omaha Beach Landing better, right? Is it Call of Duty? Is it Medal right. of Honor? Is it Battlefield? Is it what? Because that seemed to be, like, the level that every single game had. Every single game had, because like the influence from from Saving Private Ryan was like massive, right? Um, right. So every game was like you know had their own Omaha Beach uh, scene and and did it their own way and like yeah that was yeah that was the best, dude. So yeah, that was Saving a Private Ryan, great that, time for first person shooters. Yeah, that Omaha Beach scene because it was so realistic or realistic or for the veterans that watch Saving yeah. Private Ryan they yeah. had to set up a phone line f- specifically for those veterans that watched the film because of wow. how it affected PTSD. them. PTSD. That's how... Like real PTSD, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how... Well, I'll say realistic or at least... Well, yeah, realistic yeah. or how much of a good p- portrayal yeah. it was I'm of how it pretty yeah, sure, was. I'm pretty sure... Uh, like there, I want to say like there was some involvement... With uh, like Spielberg and Metal, the first Medal of Honor game. Yeah, his, I um, think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty the company sure that first they, they... made it was DreamWorks. I think DreamWorks had a like a development side, and that was okay. DreamWorks's Spielberg. Or you know, because yeah. it's, it's called DreamWorks STG, which are the initials of the three people that sped it uh, that set it up, which is Spielberg and then Mothers. Yeah. Nice. Um, Pepe says here in chat, love World War II, always great. Ten of my family members fought in that war. Nine in the Atlantic and Europe and one in the Pacific. Can't imagine what they went through. When uh, I play Hella Loose, it scares me once in a while. Jeez, Pepe, that's insane. I could not imagine. Um, Object Null says, uh, yeah, the nature of World War II is great for video games because they were using guns, but the battles were massive. Crucia says, Vietnam is the same, but way harder to balance teams. I would agree. I think... I think yeah. the thing is uh, World War II is so romanticized because it's almost the last time there were major full countries fighting. Obviously, World War, right? But I think yeah. it's that, and then there's not that much technology. It's somewhat modern to where they ha- they're they using automatic yeah. weapons, um, but it's still in the sense that like there's no lock-on or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's l- like, you, you have a bazooka. You have a bazooka, but it's manual. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, uh, you, exactly. you know, you, you didn't have the bazooka back in in, in like World War One, uh, and you have like jeeps and, and airplanes that are really cool and go really fast and all of that, but it's all like manual. Like the rockets are all it's manual, just gritty. Like it's yeah. just they're they're in the fucking trenches. I mean, I think that it's, translates it's in, in terms of, of of you know a game. It, it just means the skill ceiling is like super high because yeah you know you need to le- learn to aim with those rockets you need to learn to like i remember the bazooka in 1942 dude okay story time uh once time. just <laughs> quick quick story time uh once story time. um we were playing uh midway like this is like saturday 10 a.m or something woke up fired the game hop into a server midway whatever I get into a landing craft, 
uh, and we're like making our way across the map. If you don't know Midway in twenty in nineteen forty two, it's this big ass ocean map with the Midway Island, which is really small at the middle, right? And there's like a, a naval fleet on e each side of the map. And just as a, like just because I'm bored in the landing craft uh, reaching the island, like I, I I fire a rocket right at the start of the game. Like a minute afterwards, I get a kill to an airplane. Oh, that Jesus. is like uh, it was like one in a you know one of those one in a yeah. million like, but it it wasn't just I wasn't aiming at anything. I I, I just fired a rocket into the air. And mm -hmm. yeah, it just arced its way back and hit some airplane that was over overflying the the Midway Island. That's insane. But that's kind of that's what it awesome. is, you know, being able to do those insane shots because yeah. if you know enough, like the the dude that's new in the game can hit people with the bazooka from like 50 meters. The dude that's actually good in the game can hit them from any distance, right? Because you know mm -hmm. the arc by memory and you 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 just have it integrated into you, right? Yeah. Um, for me, what got me into World War II was uh, probably Call of Duty World uh, 2, just the original Call of Duty 2. That's like the first, I think, first first person shooter I played. Remember the like grenade spam in that one? That's so I never played it online. Played. I, I, I would say aside from, wow. no, well, aside from Halo, probably. I played Halo before, but like, like Soldier... First person shooter, probably. Yeah, that, I mean, for me, like I'm 28 now, so that was still yeah. quite a while ago. Um, aside from Doom, no, I guess I played Doom, like original. Did you play Doom the first one, my Dad? Like, like the first yeah, Doom? with my dad, like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so that kind of got me into World War II, and then uh, one day, I don't know when, but I watched Saving Private Ryan, my favorite fucking movie of all time, Saving Private Ryan. Then Band of Brothers, and then I just started doing my own research. And then in school, like I mean, you know, I, I just really loved like reading all the chapters and really looking into everything, like in World War II. Like I was just a huge history buff in World War II. Just looked up everything. I just thought it was so interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, that just got me really into it. And then uh, I I think uh, World at War, Call of Duty, um, kind of got me like back into it. Uh, again, because at that time when that were released, I don't think there was any real World War II games that were out or popular yeah. at that time. I think there was like maybe one of the uh, Medal of Honors that was like the one that you had to control your squad, maybe on PS3. Uh, was I don't one remember of them. that. Yeah, and Brothers then uh, yeah, Brothers in Arms. That's it. Yeah, sorry, Brothers in Arms. That was a pretty good game. That was cool. That kind of got me back into it. World of War really got me back into it. And then I've always been kind of just, fan, you know, you know, obsessed with any World War II game just because it's so gritty. Uh, yeah. Like, it just always kind of got my attention. And then... And I uh, think when World of War came out, it. I think everything was moving to modern shooters because Correct. of modern warfare. Correct. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was definitely, um, like, a, a dry season in World War II games uh, mm -hmm. from the late, like, 2010 to, like, maybe 2018 or something. Um, yeah, dude, right you mentioned Doom. Sure. I, uh, I, my brother was here the other day, and um, <clears throat> he told me, like, do you remember the first time we saw Doom? And I was like, dude, I remember that, at, like, the day my kid was born. Uh, because <laughs> I remember walking into a store, 
And they had a demo of, of Doom, like, running, like, looping, whatever. And we were just, like, completely blown away, right? Because games at that time did, didn't look that, that good. Like, Doom was such a revolution in terms of graphics and in terms of, like, the movement and the 3D nature of it all. Like, what a fucking game, man. That's just, like, timeless. Yeah. Same as yeah. Wolfenstein. I thought well, the same as Wolfenstein when that came out. Yeah, but Wolfenstein was like this corridor thing, right? There's there was no height difference in in Wolfenstein, and the yeah. very first level of Doom, you have the staircase that goes up, and that just completely blew our minds. Like the, the and and the graphics and the gun, you know, like, it's just <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, we, I remember like, being blown <laughs> away, man. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, the graphics! <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, I, I've just been obsessed with Hello Loose. I mean, ever since I played it, like, just amazing. It's kind of like what I loved about Battlefield 2 in my favorite time frame of World War 2. Yeah. I, I love Battlefield 2. Oh, you need to play it. Dude, we need to play. We're talking about this, uh, about maybe, you know, streaming some World War 2 games together. And one, Forgotten so. Hope 2. Uh, is you know based it's a world war ii game based on the bf2 engine like that it's a bf2 mod and that is just absolutely incredible the guy actually the the one of the guys that worked on it i, I think the guy uh talked to me after i did the the interview with max uh where he mm-hmm. he mentions like um you know forgotten hope being one of the inspirations for hell deuce and uh this guy heard the interview and he contacted me and he was like may oh dude that actually hello a guest we could have on the show there we go because cool. uh yeah, yeah he told me like yo the, yeah like uh, if you want an interview or whatever yeah that would be a lot of fun but we need to Crucius play the game first I'm, oh i'm down Krushi said yeah. i'm a couple years older than mono my friends and i hooked up our computers with null modems and played Doom 2 Deathmatch in like 1995. Oh my god. There's one time um back in back in school. Uh this is like middle school. Uh you guys are probably just probably like in high school I would imagine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, gra- well, I don't know I'd say you- graduating. Uh, I graduated in yeah. uh, high school in like 2001. Oh, for fuck's sakes. All right, maybe maybe not then. I was <laughs> yeah. in first grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, middle school. Yeah, uh, like I said. Yeah, I know. I was um, in we, uh, uh, studying to become an engineer because that would be turn out to be really useful in my life. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we had uh, Halo Combat Evolved, and we freaking uh, had all the computers in the keyboarding class hooked up. Obviously, to the same network, bro. We Wait, was that on PC or this was on PC and keyboarding class in middle school. Okay. And like our our middle school teacher was just super weird. He just never paid. Yeah, keyboarding class. Literally, it's just a class where you take and you just learn how to keyboard and type. Okay, it was okay. pretty useful. Um, yeah. But anyway, so the teacher useless. He didn't do anything. Um, uh, funny story. He got arrested like a couple years later. Ooh. Completely unrelated. But. Uh, <laughs> So basically, we found out how to hook up all the computers together, and we had everyone install Halo Combat Evolved. And in class, we all fucking played Halo Combat Evolved, the first Halo, and just nice. uh, Blood Gulch. Oh, God, that brought back some memories, man. I love Halo back in the day. 
I'm going to have a controversial opinion about Halo, which you're not going to enjoy. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> okay, but first... Mono is controversial. Back in computer class, uh, one thing that we used to do to annoy the, the teacher, because she wasn't very good, oh. and, you know, most <laughs> of the students, like, you know, uh, the geeky students like me knew more about computers than she did. And, uh, like, I had been... So I started making my own computers when I was, like, 11 or 12. Uh, mm. So, you know, I was pretty knowledgeable by the time I was like 14. And one thing that we did that we did was uh, we would sync up all our uh, watches. Like at that time, you know, everyone had like a Casio watch <laughs> and we yeah. would sync up like every single guy in the class, like 30 guys, uh, you know, 30 oh, no. humans uh, because there were boys and girls. <laughs> Um, robots <laughs> yeah we, we would sync up like you know 9 30 or whatever like 10 30 uh, our alarm clocks so mm. like suddenly during the class it was like like everybody oh man we drove her nuts dude and we were also like hold the key when the computer starts so you get you get like the error that that's like like that yeah oh yeah yeah man uh we yeah we um, there was one time with the same teacher that I was just talking about. We had a universal remote. And that's like back at this time. Like universal remotes were kind of like the thing. Like yeah. you know, there was no real cell phone kind of things. So uh, we had a universal remote, and we hooked it up to the classroom TV, and we would always turn it on. Like we would just turn it on and turn it to like ridiculous channels and the volume all the way up, and no one was close to the TV. So like he he wouldn't be able to tell. And he's always yeah. like doing something on his computer, and he's like, "Who turned on the TV?" And we're like, "Oh, someone like walked up to the door, came in, and turned on the TV." And he'd run outside and like look at the <laughs> random people walking around, and like he couldn't find them. And one day, uh, this poor fucking guy, uh, he's uh, some random fucking kids walking by. We turn on the TV. He does the same thing. Like, who who was that? And we're like, "Oh, it was the guy with like the yellow shirt." And so he runs outside, grabs this random fucking kid, and marches him to the dean's office. Straight up. And we all felt so bad. And dying. And then ever since then, we would always turn it on. And we're like, it was the yellow, yellow shirt guy. And he'd go fucking around the school looking for this kid. This is a random poor guy. Dude. Oh, my God. We do that shit I all the time. I feel bad because I, I was I was not a good guy, oh. you know. When I when I was a kid, like I, 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 so I misbehaved, but I did so intelligently, so I would never get caught. You know, I was I was, oh, I was always opposite. the guy who got away with it. Um, and there was this, and we would like bully the the teachers that we. we oh the, no. the, Okay, so the teachers that were good. <laughs> We didn't bully. We, we, you know, I created like the creative writing class, uh, you know, thing with my English teacher. And we would actually had this weird relationship, which would like raise a lot of red flags today. Uh, <laughs> dude, yes. Um, where okay, where so, did they touch you, Ma? <laughs> dude, several. <laughs> I was going to say several stories. And then you said that. And it's like, no, no, oh, not no. stories about that. But um, so I had this. That's for another okay, day. So. We had this weird, like, uh, the, the creative writing club, club people, the, the students, right? Um, we had this really tight relationship with the uh, English teachers, uh, two of them, because 
I'm from Argentina. They, you know, uh, most of the English, most teachers were from like either Britain or the U.S. And uh, we would actually hang out on like a Friday night at one of the teachers' houses, drinking gin, and we were like 15. Um, so that would definitely not fly today, but there was like no yeah. ill intent involved at all. Like we were just, That's it was hilarious. just, yeah. And, um, I missed my train of thought. I was going to say, oh, we bullied the, te yeah, there was this English teacher that was a replacement teacher and she was like the worst. And, uh, some dudes in my class had the incredibly just hilarious idea that every single time she mentioned the word deadline, they would oh, just God. run up and lay flat on the ground on the classroom, like in a line, one next to the uh, to the other, like forming a line and not say anything. Right. So this teacher would go like, you know, what the f like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they would just wouldn't answer. So she would like get up and like move them, you know, try and move them. I think, come on, you know, like, like, what is it you're doing? And somebody like would explain, <laughs> you know, no, miss, like, don't even try. It's the deadline. Uh, so they were just uh... like, that, like, stay like 30 minutes, like laying down on the classroom floor, what not fuck? doing anything, not participating in the class, <laughs> not doing shit, except for being the deadline. That was, yeah. Did you ever have any <laughs> funny school stories, Terry? Um, from what I can remember, there's people that would that locked the art teacher in the cupboard, put like a hockey stick or field hockey stick what? through the handles to the cupboard so she couldn't oh, get out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Um, Jesus, that is fucked up. How did you get the teacher inside the cupboard? I think she went in just to get some supplies. If so someone ran up, and just like locked oh. out. <laughs> Um, one bit I remember, even though I was doing history in secondary school, so secondary school, then further education, um, we was doing like business, business studies for a few months. Just I know they just were like, you're doing this for a little bit. And um, the teacher we had, he was cool. Um, but we pissed him off at one point so much, like bright red in the face getting really angry and um he was blaming one kid my mate but it wasn't his fault at all it's loads of other people that were just pissing him off so he stormed out the class and then a bunch of people moved like one of these big heavy sort of iron filing cabinets oh, in front no. of the door so he couldn't get in the door <laughs> so we literally had to like probably shoulder barge this filing cabinet down and of course it just goes boom and i think it breaks a table that it hits on the way down and <laughs> he just fucking Dude. lost it. It was so funny. <laughs> and hilarious. my teacher for history, best teacher ever had, um, we would talk about N64 games pretty much all the time. Oh, nice. I don't really remember doing any work, just like chatting with the teacher about gaming. Um, but like everyone in the class at least got a B. Yeah, B plus. Um, he was awesome, and I didn't realize at the time, but he was pretty much like high on weed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we did have, um, we had a perfect dark tournament in class once Ooh, as well. Nice. Dude. A what? Perfect dark. 
You know the N64 game Goldeneye? Yes. Yeah, yeah Rare made course. it after Goldeneye. They made Perfect Dark. Perfect yeah. Dark was like the upgrade to Goldeneye. Perfect Dark was better than Goldeneye. Oh, shit. But Goldeneye yeah. is remembered more fondly. And yeah, we should um, be playing that in class. Photos, you in. guys are the reason teachers retire early. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, yeah. I don't remember actually learning anything in that class. Best teacher but ever. <laughs> everyone loved him. Everyone had really good grades. Um, I went to take you know, that because of him. And I can't say what I learned because I don't remember learning that much. But because of him, I then kept looking into more historical stuff. And one of my failed ventures through college, uh, an A-level I chose or a subject I chose was medieval history in Europe because of the interest in history that that teacher had put in me. Oh, nice. But he was such, yeah, he was such a good teacher. I think he's a head teacher now in a different part of the country. Slips okay. Laptop gun. I, I do, <laughs> I do want to give you guys my controversial ha Halo opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. and so I think the only reason why Halo was uh, did uh, you know ever became popular is because it released on the Xbox, and a lot of people that had never played a PC shooter got to play Halo, and were like, "Oh, this is actually fun," because. Shooters at the time on console pretty much didn't exist or were just absolutely terrible, right? Um, but Quake 3 came out two years before Halo Combat Evolved. And Quake mm. 3 slaps Halo in the ass so fucking hard. It is so much better. Like, in every single conceivable measure... Just Quake 3 Arena is just incredible compared to Halo. It, like at the railgun, like come on, man. And to me, like when when Halo came out and everyone's like, "Oh, Halo's so good," I was like, "What the fuck are you smoking, dude?" Just like, <laughs> you know, we've had games like these on PC for quite some time, and they are still better than this new game that you're talking about. Like I've never understood that. And um, I I did try out Halo like I so I've never played Halo because I've never had an Xbox and you know PC shooters, and when I did finally try it, granted you know it's obviously like twenty years later or something, so it's obviously not going to be the same. Um, I understand like what the hype was about having tried it like as a first uh, console shooter game that was like super good. Uh, but still, man, like if it, like I, it's hard for me to think anyone that had any experience with multiplayer PC shooters would find Halo to be actually good at all at that time. Photo says, "Say it with feeling, Mono." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mono. Yeah. Your opinion, it's not controversial. It's not controversial no? at all. The thing is, Quake Three was a damn good game. It's amazing, yes. right? Yeah. But why Halo is so fondly remembered and so high held up is because in terms of console shooters, it was like a revolution yeah. for console shooters. Mm -hmm. For console exactly. shooters. Exactly. Right. It. But it, yeah, that's that's the, the I think that's entirely the, the thing cuz if if uh, yeah. again, if you had any experience with uh, PC shooters, you would not have been impressed by Halo at all. It was good, but you had all these PC shooters. Yeah. 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 That's it, really. And Slim says Unreal Tournament 4 for life, 100% oh, yeah, yeah. 
what was the uh, what was the weapon in in Unreal Tournament? Uh, the red redeemer, the redeemer, the redeemer. The, was it the, the redeemer nuke that you piloted? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, the redeemer. Holy crap! Oh, we had so much fun using the redeemer. It's such a fantastic weapon game. Uh, weapon name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Says. It was a like a guided nuke that you would like mouse control yeah. or something. Yeah, that was Jesus. so good. And the sniper in in, in a real tournament in the, the what is it the two towers thing map? Um, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, uh, but but it's the most iconic map in the entire game. That map was just incredible. The flag With, gun um, was a super cool. Yeah, the flag gun it's like shotgun, super so. shotgun thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it had this shotgun thing, and it also you could like, was that the weapon the that you could like alt fire, well. alt fire to send the discs bounce? Guys, do you remember the Tron game, the Tron 2.0 game? Has anyone played that? No, that was a damn good game, dude. Um, all right, we are nearing the hour of podcast. Uh, we haven't talked about yeah. the news yet. Scary. Which I think is going to take us yeah. some time. So um, I think last week Terry's we talked about corner. what was the uh, what is now the previous biggest game acquisition, which was um, Zynga being purchased. But now, as everyone knows, um, Xbox is purchasing Activision Blizzard. Now, a lot of websites are actually reporting this wrong. They're saying Xbox have bought them. They haven't bought them yet. The deal hasn't been done yet. They've announced the deal. The deal should be finalized in 2023. So regulators okay. could flat out refuse it and be like no for so like competition laws or anti-competition laws um the deal just generally could fall through you know they're they're off offering what x price per share you know in theory what if the shares climb up in value and then you know it falls through because the shareholders aren't getting enough money yeah there's a lot of reasons why the deal could fall through but if it goes through um what Xbox, I'll say Xbox again, they'll be getting the Treyarch Studio, Raven Software, High Moon, Beanox, Sledgehammer Games, Infinity Ward, Demonware, Toys for Bob, Blizzard, of course, and the major franchises they're getting, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, yeah, in terms oh, of mobile dude, space. Candy Crush makes In the mobile space cash, makes bro. a bazillion, yeah. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, which is pretty much a PlayStation One mascot. Yeah, uh, Diablo. <laughs> I'll call it the Hero series, like DJ Hero, Guitar Hero, uh, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Spyro. Again, sort of like a PlayStation One mascot. Starcraft, SWAT, um, the Tony Hawk franchise, and Warcraft. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Tony Hawk franchise. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah. That's all going to be going to Xbox. But they have said, um, I don't have the exact quote here, but they pretty much sort of plan on keeping, but I think they've already mentioned Call of Duty, or maybe they've just generally said Activision titles in general, of trying to keep them with PlayStation. But that still could change down the line. Yeah, you know, they, let's they, look they, at there, the There exact... will be some sort of exclusivity deal with certain games, like Call of Duty probably get earlier content, exclusive content, you know, it's going to get that stuff because they want people to, you know, get an Xbox or get PC Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass. And to be honest, I think everyone <laughs> should pretty much look into getting Game Pass because 
it's in my in my opinion, it's a damn good deal. I've fired it yeah. for ages now. Scoob, yeah. I agree with you. I was top five hundred in Overwatch at one point. I fucking love Overwatch. I, I never Mono, got that what's... good in Overwatch, but I really liked it. The, the The exact quote from the tweet tweet is: "Had good good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire." to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. The key words to me in that statement are intent and existing agreements, you know, not future agreements or like no, you know, like the wording is extremely precise and well thought out. Um, I think we're definitely not going to see Call of Duty in PlayStation you know, past like 2025 or something. Uh, I I don't know how you feel, guys, about this. I really, really dislike this news. Like, I, I, I'm not a... Okay, so disclaimer, I'm a PlayStation fanboy. I'm not an X... Like, I never had an Xbox, never cared for any Xbox game whatsoever. Don't see a reason to get one now that obviously their games are on PC. So there's absolutely no reason why you should get an Xbox if you have a gaming PC. Um, but I don't like the fact that Microsoft is just, you know, using its money to buy itself into a monopoly as I, as I see it. Like, yeah. I find it really, really, really bad. Uh, and I understand that as gamers, the value of Game Pass is better than ever and it's going to keep getting better so as a value proposition you know the average customer is going to be well served but also like uh, it's just i don't know like uh you know buying all these these things just you know buying such iconic franchises franchises and also buying a company that uh, like a month ago when all the allegations uh started coming out you know all that like negative not negativity how do you like all that controversy around activision blizzard was starting to 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 come out microsoft said like oh we're gonna re-evaluate our relationship with activision blizzard in light of these allegations and whatever it's like <laughs> you didn't evaluate shit you just welcomed them into your house <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about you know how, yeah. how 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 much of a hypocrite are you uh, and obviously, like companies are companies, money is money, and that is king. Uh, but still, like I much prefer the PlayStation approach of slowly cultivating, you know, uh, uh, IPs, slowly cultivating studios, giving them the freedom to do whatever they want. Not not whatever they want, obviously, but you know, giving them that freedom. Like Sony has been really good at uh, propelling their studios forward. Mm. Yeah. And I want to say most of the studios that Microsoft has acquired um, have yet to show, you know, their worth, if you will. Probably apart so, from the Forza devs. I think Forza has consistently been good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Forza has been consistently good. Uh, but apart from that, like, well, most of the, the studio acquisitions they've made recently have been, you know, too recent for the games to be out um but for example i want to say what was this uh well i, I mean bungie when they got bungie uh 
Like Bungie jump shipped on them, basically. Um, so yeah, I don't know, dude. I I, I don't like it. I I I, I don't want to see uh, the video game industry turned into like this, like two giant cor corporations owning yeah. half of everything. You know, like I, I don't want to want that to happen. No, please. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean. What I will say, if you haven't watched it, there's a uh, actually really interesting kind of like documentary that Xbox. I mean, Xbox came out with it themselves, but they talk about their highs and lows over the past like 20 years, um, and it's really interesting because they went through something like that similar with uh, purchasing. Um, what's the company that does uh, Minecraft? Uh, Mojang. Mojang. Yeah, Mojang. So they purchased Mojang, and that was the same thing. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, they're going to make Minecraft, like, the biggest game, right, into only Xbox exclusive, and it's going to be awful, and they're going to go ahead and, like, limit it. And so, um, I mean, still to this day, you can play Minecraft on every every system. Uh, and so, I mean, I will say, like, uh, I, I can definitely understand some of the, uh, the worry, but um, I feel that, I mean, for us, it doesn't really matter because we're on PC. Yeah. But um, but if I was a PlayStation uh, fanboy um, that I used to be, right, like, I mean, I'd be a little bit worried. But for some of the major titles, like if you're really into Call of Duty, I wouldn't be worried about Call of Duty just because there's like, I mean, I know you, they want to probably get people more into buying Xbox. I get it. But I mean, PlayStation or sorry, uh, Call of Duty specifically, they make a lot of their profit just from in-game profit. So if you're not yeah. playing the game, I mean, it's free to play, right? Like, so... Yeah, it doesn't really matter if you get it on Xbox or not. They're making the money from just you playing it. So if they're making it more accessible and having a lot of in-game purchases, yeah. that's where they're making the money. So for Call of Duty specifically, I would really doubt they would go ahead and only make it an exclusive. Some other games, yes, like some of the more specific ones, I can see that absolutely. But but the major major titles, like if you're a huge Call of Duty fanboy, I respect it. I hate Call of Duty, but. That, that's how I see it. I mean, same with Minecraft. That's how they make a lot of money. One thing the chat is saying, um, two points. One, that Tencent is very much have been doing the same thing uh, for the past years now, like maybe like a decade or something. And uh, nobody's talking about them. And I agree, like Tencent is another one of those companies that's slowly been acquiring a massive portfolio of, yeah. uh, you know, different studios. Though a lot of this Tencent quote unquote acquisitions have been non like yes. non majority stock right like uh, they've like purchased like 10% of this and 20% of that but not outright ownership and yeah. the second thing that i want to address is like um object null here saying um playstation beat xbox in the previous generations by having exclu exclusives kind of hypocritical kind of hypocritical of PlayStation fanboys to say that Microsoft shouldn't compete with the same tactics. I don't think it's the same tactics uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, and I want to make this clear. So, you know, because yes, I, I mean, I said I am a PlayStation fanboy, but I, I say that in the sense that, you know, I'm wearing a Wipeout 2040, uh, 2097 t-shirt because that's one of my favorite games of all time. And that's a PlayStation 1 game. I had the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, 3, 4, Vita, whatever. Um, like that's been my console. I, I've always been like a PC gamer and a PlayStation gamer. And I don't think it's the same tactics because 
the exclusives that PlayStation has are from studios that have been working with them for you know yeah. decades at this point. And they have slowly been growing those studios in a much more organic way, right? It's quite different to just go and buy the neighbor because the neighbor has mm -hmm. the, the good grass, right? Uh, it's much harder to be able to create your own studios. And I think what Sony has done with, you know, with their studios, like you look at like Guerrilla Games with Horizon, with um, uh, Santa Monica, with the God of War, Insomnia Games, which is just like knocking it out of the park. Uh, you know, all of these studios, Sony had to, you know, it, it, it was a lot Ultimate, of work to get them to yeah, where, the, yeah. where, where they are now and a lot of confidence from Sony towards the studios in like, you want to reinvent the God of War franchise? Go ahead. You want to do a completely new IP of this like red haired woman across the wildlife in this like post-apocalyptic dinosaur machine ridden world? Go ahead. Like green lighting these projects that are not necessarily the most secure and risk averse thing in a market that is very much risk averse, right? It's like Call of Duty yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 19, 21, yeah. 23, whatever. Halo and Gears and, of War as well. Yeah, and the spin-offs. Yeah, and um, so for me, it's not the same thing. And I, as a PlayStation fanboy, or if you will, like I don't necessarily call myself that, but if um, seeing the PS titles jump into PC is fucking awesome. Like I love yeah. the fact that people are are enjoying God of War as much as I enjoyed it in the PlayStation Four, even more now because it's on PC, so it runs much better. Um, like that's cool. And I think that model that Sony has been adopting of here's my exclusive, I'm not going to say it's going to come to PC, but it is going to come to PC in like three years or something. So people do get to enjoy those games, you know, later, like you can enjoy them earlier if you are a PlayStation user, but if not, and you're just a PC gamer, you know, you'll have access to those incredible because they are, the, the, that's also the thing, right? Because like Gears of Wars 5 is not a 10 out of 10 game. But God of War sure the fuck is, right? And the more people that get to play that game, the better it is for everyone. Because that is, yeah. for people that love games as much pocket. as we do. Yeah, and, but, but for people that play games as much as we do, like being, like, for example, my brother, right? My brother doesn't have a PlayStation and... I, get, I, I told him, like, dude, God of War is coming to PC. You know good games. This is a good game that you should play. Like, you should 100% not skip on this game. And it's awesome that they are coming to PC. So, I don't know. Like, I just so don't like the fact like of, of so much, so, so many things in the same bag. That's that's yeah. all I I don't like about or, this. So with, um, so with Tencent, um, what console does Tencent make? What platform does Tencent have? They don't. It doesn't. Microsoft have a platform. Yeah. This is that's the difference between the two. Or Tencent is, you know, buying shares in companies or maybe buying outright companies. They they're not putting exclusive or they don't have anything to say. Um, it's only coming for our platform or our service. That's yeah. It. They they don't have that, right? Microsoft do, and um, 
I want to point something out for when it comes to these acquisitions. Acquisitions when it when um who was it said it was it Object Null about the yeah the, about the PlayStation the, the, exclusives. Yeah, I'll just throw some stats at you right now. So with the studios that PlayStation bought, you know, fully acquired in the last um let's say three years, they've purchased um Blue Point. Which recently did a Demon Souls remake, Fire Sp- Fire Sprite, Fire Sprite, PSVR games, Housemark, which did Returnal, Insomniac, which did Ratchet and Clank, Spider Man, um, Nixis Software, who are porting studio. I think that's a Valkyrie VR thing as well. And Va- Valkyrie Entertainment. So that's what six studios. Um, uh, let me check that. Yeah, but Microsoft, on the other hand. The, ma- the studios they've acquired in the last, we'll say, from 2018 onwards, Compulsion Games, Double Fine Productions, In Exile, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground Games, Undead Labs, Alpha... So now these studios come with the Zenimax thing. Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, and Zenimax Online. You know, what yeah. Sony been doing is different they haven't just been hoovering people up they've got a few people but most of their studios uh have been founded quite a bit before this generation maybe even the previous generation well microsoft uh we'll say doing the the epic games thing of hoovering up the exclusivity but you know they're hoovering up the studio so it's it's different to what they're doing really and so, one thing that I, I do want to mention about Game Pass, because everyone says like, oh, Game Pass is just unbeatable value. And I agree, but I don't like Game Pass because of one reason. And that is like, at the end of the day, you know, I go back to a lot of old games, uh, you know, not to play them fully again, but but definitely to enjoy them again and maybe have a few hours of them. Um, and... The thing about Game Pass is that you don't really get to do that because the catalog is a rotating catalog, right? So it's happened to me that uh, I believe, was it like, I think, I want to say it was Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, that I was like, oh, that's on Game Pass. I'll play, you know, I, I want to install that again. And it's not on Game Pass anymore. And like, if you played that game on on you know on pc specifically i guess and you know you want to revisit that game on on pc and suddenly you suddenly you don't own it anymore that's the shittiest thing right like to me that's like horrible because even if you buy the game you're not going to have like your save file or anything and it's not going to be the same thing right and like yeah. well, I, I understand the value. The value is like away. very, very hard to go against. Um, I do also enjoy buying games and you know saying like these are the games that I want to play. This is where my budget budget is going to go, and it's definitely a, you know the more expensive solution to that. But it also means like if I want to play Final Fantasy Tactics again, I can because I have it. Uh, and it's mine, you know? And if I want to play, like, Metal Gear Solid 4 on the PS3, which, by the way, is, like, the only way you, g- you can play that game, which is nuts, uh, I can because it's on, you know, it's on my account, and it's not part of this, like, PS Now thing, and suddenly that game is not there anymore, 
and I have just like lost it forever, basically, unless I buy it and start yeah. it anew. I will say, like for me, the Game Pass is fun because it's like I have it with a couple of my friends, so it's just a huge collection of new and old games that we can kind of just hop into that we can all get without us having to invest in like a single game. Additionally, I think why I find it uh, worth the value um, is that. Uh, more recently, like this past, you know, the fourth quarter of last year, it was all new games. So I don't really want to go back to old games. If I do, I'll go ahead and buy it separately, you know? So, like, I just go in and I'm like, I want to go ahead and play, you know, uh, what was, uh, God, there was this one game that was actually pretty interesting. Fuck. Lemons Gate? Have you guys heard of that game? Lemnis Gate. Lemnis? Yeah, Lemons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the like cool like, game. Uh, first person shooter. Turn-based first-person shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super weird, but like you know, it, it was released you know day one. That's not a game that I would go ahead and like go buy, you know. But yeah. it helps. It, it, it let me lets me go ahead and uh, lemon gate. I know. Uh, it lets me go ahead and uh, see different games that I wouldn't play on day yeah. one, you know, where there's a higher player count. Whereas some older games, if I'm trying to play online. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to find a server or something like that. So yeah. it introduces me to different games that I would have never played. And then, of course, brings attention to those where it's easily accessible. Yeah, and then that potentially is that could become some sort of series where, you know, they uh, may get enough popularity. I think it happened with a couple of games uh, somewhat recently. But, like, they were able to go ahead and create, uh, you know, more games off of off of something that came off from uh, Game Pass. From Game but, Pass. I mean... I really think it depends on like the type of gamer you are, whether you want to play with a lot of friends, whether you just want to play new games. Because for new games, I mean, it, they knocked it out of the park in fourth quarter. You can play every major title that came out on Xbox on PC as well, day one. Like, yeah. PlayStation, you know, doesn't have anything close I, to that. I wish, so. I wish, I wish they had the. Um, I, I wish P, uh, like Xbox PC Game Pass wasn't a thing, and it was just Game Pass. And it was just the same for both yeah. Xbox and I, PC I because sometimes the messaging gets kind of weird in terms of which games are available and which aren't. I remember, I don't remember which game specifically it was, but I was like, oh, I'm going to play this on, on, on PC because I got it through Game Pass and it's not on PC Game Pass, but it is on the Xbox Game Pass. So it's like, yeah, you know, at this then, point, like, what's the difference? Terry, you mentioned too Ubisoft is coming out for like up for Game Pass as well. So I'll be able to play all my Assassin's Creeds over again. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking of oh. making a video about my experience of Ubisoft Connect. You have a story with, yeah, oh, is with it, Ubisoft. Is it bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw oh, your tweet. Bad. I've never played it. So basically, I was planning to play Rainbow Six Extraction because I want to shit on the game so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be rubbish. To me, it looks like the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, whatever it's called, version of Rainbow Six, where Indiana Jones was sort of reality-based. This is the weirdest but had a bit explanation. of mysticism, right? No, but Indiana Jones was like sort of like real or slight mystical stuff, right? And that's what Rainbow Six was. It was like real-life tactical stuff. And then Indiana Jones 4 was like, sod it, aliens. And now Rainbow Six... Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, which is, um, you literally Google, go into Tom Clancy's wiki page, and it's, um, he's known for, like, espionage and military science stuff, but science isn't this sort of science. And Ubisoft had just gone like, yeah, fuck it, aliens. Yeah. For, like, 
tactical ops yeah. and you know but the extraction the extraction mode in 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 rainbow six when they did that event like the quarantine event it was called outbreak or something uh, yeah. yeah forbidden the scarlet letter dude forbidden word yeah. uh today uh when but i can't play when, i can't play Ubisoft when, connect though with game pass because your account got locked so because my, of all your hacks my, yeah i know <laughs> xbox account is apparently already linked to an existing Ubisoft account. Now, That's my Ubisoft account is 16 years old, right? It's 16 years old using the email address I've had mm -hmm. for longer than yeah. 16 years. So this Xbox, my Which is Xbox account is linked Terry to... Terry Giant Cock 12 at... <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for something. <laughs> um, but it's linked to this other Ubisoft account. Now... Ubisoft won't ask me any security validation questions, so I have no idea what this account is. Yeah. Um, and this account has been blocked for some reason. I have no idea what. And Ubisoft Probably because said, you haven't used it or something. Well, I don't know. But they basically yeah. said you need to wait for this automatic unlinking of the Xbox account from this Ubisoft account, which they can't give me an ETA on, but they, can also, they can't also tell me when this account was blocked. It could have been blocked years ago. So Ubisoft have said, yeah, yeah this, you, yeah. They, the customer support said, put something on the forum. So I put something on the forums and the customer support people on the forums said, oh, speak to customer support. So, yeah. They did the same shit to me with uh, my EA Play account and it like, I couldn't link it. So I had to make a new EA Play account to be able to link it to Xbox Game Pass. So I'm Razbora yeah. 2 on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the linkage is super weird and janky. But I mean, luckily I don't play too much on EA Play except like more single player games. I'm not gonna go yeah. play Battlefield, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, too funny though. Um, yeah, some great I don't questions. Know. I, do you think like I feel like Ubisoft is gonna get acquired by someone at this point because Ubisoft seems to be on the down low in terms of its games, uh, very yeah. much like Activision was. Um, I can see you know, that. Overwatch mm -hmm. Two not figuring out anywhere on the horizon. Uh, you know, Diablo not being what it was, Call of Duty Whatever not being what it out. was. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, Ubisoft is due for a major shakeup because it's it's comes... just not been hitting the mark. I used to really enjoy Ubisoft game like Splinter Cell uh, back in the day, and uh, obviously like Assassin's Creed Black uh, Black Flag. Um, yeah, Assassin's yeah, for Creed sure. Two. Yeah, great games. Yeah, uh, but now it's like I guess the Assassin's Creed franchise still sells for them. Watch Dogs is one game that I was so burnt on the first game due to the force, false advertising that they did with the graphics and the city and everything oh. that I played like, I don't know, I want to say like two hours, then I returned it and um, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it. Oh, and the driving was the most janky in that game. Oh, oh That was the worst was driving awful. in any game I've ever played. And Terrible. and dude, and after that, like Watch Dogs Two, is supposedly decent. I could, I wouldn't touch Watch Dogs Two with like a ten foot pole because I was just so burnt out on that first experience with that first game. I don't want anything to do with it. 
And I think a lot of people are in the same bag where like Ubisoft products just don't interest me anymore. They haven't done anything that's like their games all feel the same. You know, they have the same mechanics. They share the same mechanics as a positive point. Uh, You know, the tower climbing meme, basically like Far Cry, (laughs) here's the tower you have to climb. And, you know, Watch Dogs, here's the building that you have to climb. Assassin's Creed, everything like using the exact same pattern the exact same design features and, and, and decisions. And it's just boring, man. Like, I, I played Far Cry 3. Then I played um, Far Cry 4, which was basically 3+. Plus. And even though I really enjoyed both of those games, I am not interested at all in a new Far Cry because I know it's going to be the exact same thing as the last yeah. one. And the same goes for Assassin's Creed and pretty much everything else they do. Damn. Yeah. There's some good questions, by the way, in the chat. Uh, We're running out of time here. But yeah, Yeah. we'll definitely take note. Uh, If you guys have any other questions, too, or any topics you want us to cover, we're happy to go ahead and include it in the future episodes. Um, But I think think, uh, we've had some pretty good discussion today already. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I will mention is to all of you guys watching or listening to this, there is now a YouTube channel called Mono's Game Club, where these podcast episodes will go up. If you want to watch that on YouTube, uh, you know, see our faces as we talk, we are filming ourselves. And, um, so definitely go follow that channel, subscribe to it. If you want the podcast updates, if not, you can find the podcast on Spotify, and uh, Google Podcasts, and I believe Apple Podcasts will be coming soon, uh, but it's not here yet. But it, we will be working on trying to get uh, the podcast onto more plat- platforms. There's something with the alerts on Twitch that is just like exploding my brain each time Super they go bad. off. Yeah, uh, We're going to have but- crazy uh, thumbnails for each video that are just yeah. absurd. Ready? We got we to make a thumbnail. And also, nobody has you voted on. Next. Uh, nobody has voted on <laughs> on uh, music. Uh, every podcast episode, we will have uh, we will use intro music from a video game. So definitely, uh, you know, just send your recommendations for intro music because uh, so far I've been using whatever I, I want. For this one, it's probably gonna be the Rally X theme, Guile's theme. It goes with everything. Uh, definitely, man. We could what's, use Guile's, what's Giles theme? theme. Street Fighter Two. Oh, I never. What I used it in a recent video, videos. actually. Wait, no, did you? Me and Terry in are, are video, millennials. Actually, right at the end. Is, is, Ross, oh, okay. are you technically a millennial, or are you? Yeah. Like the next, uh, the the step after. Okay. Can't you tell by the RGB? Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> and the Naruto poster in the the background. Yeah. <laughs> Snake says a uh, WAP. Uh, yes, that's Terry's favorite song, actually. Oh, that's for another video. <laughs> All right, uh, finish the podcast with the Halo Warthog uh, run theme. It's amazing. Oh. I want to like I want to make sure I use like 15 seconds because that's like uh, you know DRM like. This, no, it's DMCA free, should be. Uh, so I'm going to try and keep it under 15 seconds. That's All it, right, guys. Arch. I had no idea you guys went into tech stuff. We talk about everything. Battle Gear soundtrack, mm-hmm. definitely. We talk about de- uh, anything in this podcast. So, you know, just shoot your questions, 
either in the YouTube comment section or hit an email to monosgameclub at gmail.com. That is M-O-N-O-S, gameclub at gmail. Uh, yeah. All right, dudes, that's going to be it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and we'll catch you next week. Music. Awesome. <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs>